So we are we officially calling this the Andy Pettit episode? Yeah, we call it that. So some greatness evolved. So yeah, we're going with the pickoff episode, taking off episode forty six, live and in color, still not canceled, never lost. Episode forty six, the go home show. How we doing, fellas? Yes, sir. It's your boy Money Mouth. We live in the building. We got a special episode. A lot of big events happen over the weekend. Nah, I'm good. We're chilling, chilling out here. Like it's come, like summer's coming to a little close. It's like the twilight of the summer. We're just like chilling, enjoying it. Everybody out here making the comebacks, the returns. It's starting to look a lot like 2012 right now. <laughs> we getting everything from Punk being back, Miss Becky Lynch, and the best of all returns. Let's not forget. We got Brock. And not only do we get Brock, we got ponytail bearded Brock. I was about to say Brock cosplaying as Dean Ambrose. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> he came he came in with the denim and the white beaters, just like, oh, he coming in. And, and we can't forget about another guy coming back last night. Our guy, Samoa Joe. Joe doing his thing thing. The new NXT champion. Bringing out unrestricted moves winning with said moves it was crazy now the weekend how um before we get into like all the crazy shit how did you guys kind of like how like how the weekend played out like i thought the flow was good i like the switch up of the pay-per-view on saturday i agree yeah it seems like that's gonna be the way to go going forward with um at least the big four events Mm -hmm. as we've seen with mania on the past past few months ago and it's perfect. It's like it's a big fight feel. Yeah. You know, it makes sense, especially for people that got to work the next day. You know, you know, I know a lot of people got to wake up on Monday morning and they tired from the pay-per-view the night before. So. It makes we, – we, I mean, we also spoke about this, but I think it just makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm a big fan of if you're having these pay-per-views on Saturday, you know, why not? You know, not a lot of people are like, oh, well, not a lot of people is going to be out on Saturday – and want to be able to stay home at this. I was like, look, if you put the product out there, it it, it gonna work. If it don't, it don't. But I'm all for Saturday pay per views. I think I love it. It kind of throws you off a little bit because I remember watching SummerSlam. Now that throw you off a little bit. <laughs> my body was already used to like, okay, tomorrow is Monday. It's like, no, it's Sunday, and then we got take. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so the, the the switch kind of throws you off a little bit, especially when you fit into that that routine. But I'm definitely all for having having pay per views in on Saturdays, and especially hopefully we're going to talk about the rebrand of NXT too. Like if the weekends that they pair up the WWE pay per view with an NXT takeover, they do that Saturday Sunday. I, I think it's pretty good because, like you said, Saturday gets you in a nice mood. You wake up Sunday. And you still want like a wrestling fix, then you get your NXT and then mm-hmm. you get your Raw. So and, I hope, and I I hope think, they keep that. 
I seen a lot of people like tweeting online at the um, SummerSlam. You know, especially Vegas, they went out to eat after. You know, went out to drink. You know. Oh you yeah, know, they, they, they were they was having a ball out there. Yeah, so it's like it's perfect. Sundays by Sunday, especially if you was in Vegas on a Sunday, you probably by the end of it, you're like, yo, I'm tired of this shit. You gotta get out of here. Saturday, you still up. But like, say, there was a lot yeah. going on in Vegas. Yeah, the Pacquiao fight. Yeah. That's what Coward said. Because he said, um, I don't, did you guys see that clip where he talked about, he openly talked good about wrestling? Yeah, for mm-hmm. the first time ever. Yeah, and it, you know what the goal is to show you too? Because like the girl that's been watching wrestling with me that I've been this like storyline that's been past couple of episodes. I've been telling her like, really, we're wrestling. It's about the in ring work, but if you could get the crowd, because the crowd makes it lit with our reactions, our sayings. Like, don't when we're not trying to like be a mark and go in business for ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it was cool. It was cool to see him because it's like we we all know people are predetermined to win, but when you in the fucking crowd and shit is popping. It's a party. Yeah, I, yeah, I seen a lot of celebs and um, like casual was at um SummerSlam, like like Colin said, he said he went to um, SummerSlam. Bill Simmons, he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah, seen, Michael um, Lopez was uh, was was there live and in color. Yeah, um, you know Wale and I'm always show up for Biggie. You know they was there with Westside Gun. They got every event. So you know, and they go Wale. Wale get the good seats. Yeah, and the shit about Wale show up late too. This <laughs> nigga, like this nigga, don't watch no dark match. This nigga come in like a middle of the promo, and then just chill out. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's what but, happens when you have a relationship with Vince. Yeah, I'm like, it, it's the the landscape's changed. I'm like, no more Florida Pitbull. Like that's just a Florida thing. <laughs> that was a, nah, that was a good era though. Yeah, that was a great era. Like you knew Florida, you knew if if that pay per view WrestleMania whatever was running down in Florida, you know you would get that Flow Rider Pitbull. <laughs> Just give me the green light. Nah, that song it, was actually like lit that's though. A, that shit hit, and honestly, I think that was. I think that it could have could have been WrestleMania twenty thirty two. No, I think I might be wrong. I think I think they probably that song. Might have been Orlando. Well, I think that was, I'm going to say, say 33. That's how it was. That reminded me of 33. When it was like, whoa, I think it might have been 33. Whoa, 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 but I gotta say this, and I gotta do it in a Stephen A. Smith type accent, okay? My man Flo Rida has not been the same since he lost the battle to my man Bo Dallas. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, it has I not been WWE the same. TV too. Man, what year was that? 2016. It was definitely right after during the Outcast, uh, the social Outcast days. You know what? That's because he lost. You lost. Lost, you, lost, you lost to Bo Dalla. Like We paying you big money to be the rapper. You can't even out-rap. People, Ooh. somebody won't even see as a top talent. Like, now mm. you go, bro. Damn, you saying that the Usos and um, um New Day have better balls than him? Yo. That was Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas was just like, oh, I'm going to throw you like a full house. Like, your name's Danny Tanner. I was, 
Man, he should have had a ghost rider for that one. I was just like, damn, this this motherfucker spitting. <laughs> but that's that was it. That was the last time we heard of Flo Rider. Like he he got his street crash taken away. Like Benny Mac was like, What's good, my nigga? Like you you done. You cook. Damn. They took he took him off his line. They took him off his line. That was like, yo, you need to take a back seat. Man. That's the, that was that was the last of it. But I want to touch up on something real quick before we start diving in about the Saturday. So WWE already has their first pay per view set out for new, for next year. Oh yeah, I seen that today. Um, but for twenty twenty two, it's gonna be on New Year's Day. Okay, it's gonna land on a like Saturday. It. It's yep. gonna be on a Saturday, and it's called Day One. Hmm. Yeah. And Nick, Nick Cohen had a good reason why they did that, too. How everybody's still going to be at the New Year's in Atlanta, in the city, because there's a lot yeah. of events going on. So yeah. what better, you know, go to go to a wrestling event. I fuck so today. On, on New Year's Day, I'm like, yo, that's something that you don't see much. No, and that, and that's what makes, I was about to say, that's what, like, also with the crowds, but when they when wrestling is tied into, like, like how they did it with Rolling Loud. Like yeah. I think it could have been a little bit better, like if it was on like a festival stage. But that being on the main stage was even dope in itself. Like yep. fuck y'all niggas, I gonna watch wrestling. I don't give a fuck who y'all came to see. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's like that shit. You gotta be in the popular eye in like Atlanta. I know um, if it's anywhere near the Braves Stadium, I know the Braves have like their own like little city attached to the arena. So mm-hmm. if it's anywhere close near that, it's gonna be a fucking party. Yeah, then. That you mentioned in Atlanta, like two trains was at um SummerSlam too. So they just trying to get that Vinny check. Wale, yeah. like, yo, they paying bread, bro. Word. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we might see the Beagles at the event. Like what they do with the Atlanta Hulk games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this one is gonna be it. It's gonna be at the State Farm Arena. Mm. Maybe if this day one, is this gonna be somewhat like of a refresh, a restart button for this company going forward? I think I, I think that's probably a start of like a new event style type of event. But I do like that day one, and it starts going to start with like eight, and then oh, and then right after you go into like New Year's. Hmm. Yeah. I just I don't know why they still going on with the cheesy extreme rules. <laughs> like there ain't nothing extreme about that shit. It, it ain't, and then you still got the goofy. It's like they, they, they try to take the hardy type, you know, neon green and blue, throw uh, that shit in the there. 2000, the WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, y'all need to stop. Like, like, get rid of extreme rules. Like, it's not a thing anymore. You it, got, was never, I was like, it was never really a thing because what extreme rules really represents, also coming from like somebody I really love, EC, it was like a slap in the face to ECW. Yeah, but when it first started, like it was like legitimately extreme rules, and but then it just became some regular shit. Like, nah, the shit is the shit is the shit is watered down. Mm. Ain't nobody got time for this. They say ain't no sugar in this Kool Aid. (laughs) Nah, now maybe that's on list of of Nick Khan. I mean, Nick Khan right now is not like. This, yo, you know what this nigga's turning into? He's turning into like the Suge Knight of wrestling right now. 
Oh, something. Him and Vinny been walking around like they pocket shoes. And like, is this? He's not on TV. Like, he just did an interview, but he's not on. He's just known as this backstage figure that's like all about making money. And if if whoever's in the path of this, and if you gotta go, you gotta go. But they also making it seem like Nick Khan is the one that's pulling the trigger, and he's just like, no, this person has to go. This person's gotta go. Like, <laughs> that's like, what I'm saying. You got these fucking marks out here that like, oh, Nick Khan is a terrible person. He's the one that's letting all these people. Like, we don't know. All we know is he's taking the hits. Johnny Ace is the one that's making the calls, and sometimes he don't even know. He got. I remember the, hearing the story when Joe left. And he getting naked, and he was like, honestly, I don't know why, but I just got to give you the call and let you know that your services are no longer needed, and we wish you the best in your future endeavors. That's all it is. We don't know where this is coming from. That's why it was bullshit when um, when NXT, when they did the cuts like a few weeks ago, and then the dirt sheets try to, they try to cover up. Oh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H didn't know nothing about this. Vince don't know these, no, these um, PC guys. Like who? Who you think gave them the names? No, but they've been very adamant about that because they've been fighting a, a lot of the guys that got released. From what I've been hearing, they've been trying to. They've been fighting on a lot of these guys to like let me stay, let me do what I need to do. You think? You think Triple H be happy that they they gut his roster like every other year? Oh no, he in hell right now. He's he hates this shit. Like you know how many times like he he fought him and and Finn. They fought together to like no like we don't want to put him up on the main roster. And there's been a lot of times where even Triple H has been very vocal about it. And it's just like yeah you know like I just feel like they don't take care of our guys the way down here as they do when once they get up on there. And it's because there is different writing. There are different people. You do have people who are not the biggest wrestling fans. And they are here pretty much spewing lines and, 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 and storylines that doesn't make sense. Then, like, it's not for this person. Mm-hmm. They have a small group, and it's within wrestlers that they're like, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? You can tell there's a different change in the product from NXT to what it's like. Like, it's, it's completely different people and how things are being, the story that's being told both on the mic and both in the, and in the ring as well. Yeah, but we're gonna get more to NXT later when we talk about Takeover. Let's let's get into the man of the man of the, the year, you could say, for wrestling coming back. Man. Break it down, Pete. Now you can hype it up because I, I want to like this shit right here. It's been seven years in the making, as he said. You know, he been he been training at every arena, every city. You know, for seven years. Um. So if you, you know, that's like if you went through high school, you went through almost college. So it's been a while. It's been a long while. Um, you know, we had the Summer Punk 05, Summer Punk 2011. Summer, oh, is still here, but, you know, I guess we're going to count it. Yeah, so, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ride this wave. We're going to ride this wave. We don't, we, have, we don't know yet. So. The calendar is not over on Summer yet. <laughs> well, summer, before I get... I was like, before we get started, so Chris, you know you're the elder statesman of this of this trio. I like I've like you know we all love wrestling. Has there ever been an instance of like a wrestler, what five to maybe what ten years like coming back? Like you can remember. What do you mean? Like a wrestler going away and coming back after like a like a five plus year hiatus. 
I mean, you can say the same thing with Edge. Like, okay, that's true, Edge. Edge, but I then, think. But you know what? That, you, but like, because the, the thing is with the circumstances, Edge got his goodbye promo, and we knew he was injured. Yeah. If you watch Royal Rumble that Sunday and you turned into Monday Night Raw, that was it. You did not see him. There was no, hey, I'm leaving. No, like, right off angle. He, he was just gone. Yeah, he just was gone. Like, gone. it was more like, hey, I, I put my retirement speech and that was gone. But definitely there wasn't, it, I think it was probably one of the best kept secrets that I guess WWE had at the time. I think prior to the Hardy showing up at at, thir- at WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this for me, like not hearing anything, no, there's nothing in the dirt sheets about, you know, Edge returning, like him generally showing up at the Rumble at, what was it, number 21? Like that was like, that was huge. That's something that nobody expected at all. Like that was probably the best Hush, hush, and I wish there was more of the hush, hush, like, like more stuff like that. Yeah. If if they never would have announced anything from Punk, that mm-hmm. place would have been lit on fire. Like that, that place would have honestly sounded like <laughs> like you being at Arrowhead, you know, at at a Chiefs game or even in Denver, like where the fucking decimals are are through the roof. No, I just think with the punk thing, because I know we've talked about on the show before, like um AEW did get flack from TNT execs because they kept they didn't highlight the the return of Sting. So mm-hmm. maybe I think this is maybe like they felt like this was a good balance. Like like you said, like a breadcrumb type of tease. Yeah. We're not overly saying CM Punk, but if you could connect the dots, oh okay. CM there punk was is. a lo- there was a lot of stuff, especially like again, you know, I referred to watching, you know. Uh, being the elite, um, but also these guys like they just kept throwing a lot of CM Punk teases throughout their whole stuff. They like they might as well just been wearing CM Punk shirts, especially <laughs> especially with Kenny Omega wearing a chick magnet T-shirt, and it's just like, bro, like just you might as well wear a punk T-shirt. Like that's exactly what CM stands for. If for our listeners who are new to this, CM Punk stands for chick magnet punk. Yeah, you know, so like little stuff like that was just hilarious. Darby Allen talking about you know best in the world throwing stuff that, in like that, that. that was the one. That was the one. Like if you didn't think like because you remember it was like the reports like a week before the promo, but him saying best in the world, yeah, it was over. But I was going yeah. back to this punk shit. Like honestly, I was a punk guy. Like literally in my time frame. John Cena was the homie and shit like that. And mm-hmm. after that, nobody really grasped my eye. Also, because I also took a break from wrestling. Like, my last WrestleMania I really fucked with in my middle school years was, I think, 23, where the one with Undertaker faced Batista. Yeah. So oh, that was that like was my last WrestleMania. Because I was going into high school. So I started watching wrestling again, like, 2011, the Monday Night Raw, after Rock came back, when he interfered. Because I was like, oh, shit, Rock is back. What you, see, that was it's funny because that was the first he came back in seven years too. Yeah, so like CM Punk was my guy because also speaking of ECW, when I was watching the rebrand, there was like vignettes of him, and I remember he had his debut in Hammerstone Ballroom, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" 
This was me not watching any indies. I was like, yo, this guy is lit. So seeing his rise, ascension, and like, yo, we felt like 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 the glass ceiling felt like it was being broken with him because he's not a WWE type of guy, which is kind of a shame because what he stands for, he doesn't fucking drink, he doesn't smoke. So you think they were like, like, oh shit, like, why don't we, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he never got a fair shake in that company, and you can hear the podcast and shit. But him being gone, and honestly, I thought he was gone for good because um, I didn't. Because I, I didn't see him coming back, not going for good, but if he was to ever come back to WWE, because at the time, that's what we thought was the only game in town. Yeah. I knew Vince McMahon and Triple H couldn't be there. And you know, if Vince goes away, Triple H is there until he goes away. So I thought it was like... But there, were, there was initial talks when um AEW first started. Yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah but like you said, he, he had to see... Because yeah. you know what? We see him Punk is a smart-ass motherfucker, too. He also knew his... Like we just saw on Friday, his return, he always knew like that would have been one of like a, a big ass moment of wrestling. So he knew somebody had to like offer him cash someday for that. But it was big, bro. Like seeing him, the crowd fucking chanting. It was cool. Then literally when the fucking guitar riffs on Colt, mm-hmm. I fucking marked out. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I'm gonna keep it 100 percent honest. Like I was transported back like a decade. I was like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker is back!" And then it, it's it's just. To, uh, I was telling my friend too, like, cause she heard me. She was like, "I she's watching me AW. She's never heard me get like that." I was like, "Yo, this is my guy." I told the whole story. I was gonna say to you guys, I kind of put it like, if you ever played baseball, and then you come across like your old glove. Mm-hmm. It felt just like that. Like it just feels right. And I'm excited. I got the fucking I got the fucking shirt coming. Like and also because we know he's not going he is right now their top star, but we also know this is how he wanted to do business in Connecticut. He wanted to like 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 push me as I should be pushed, but also I can work with these young guys and bring them up. Like Honestly, the shit, him and Darby Allen, that fucking whole shit was lit. He comes back and he extends it and he's fucking looking at Darby Allen in the fucking rafters next to the Bulls championships. You can't write this shit chilling with Sting. Like, like this shit is lit and then they're going to have their match. But I'm just excited Punk is back and it's game on. Like, I would say, like, I'm, I'm glad he's back because I was still a skeptic. I was like, look, until I hear cult of personality hit, I, 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 I will not believe CM Punk is truly there. Like, until I, I heard like that, I was like, okay, he's back. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't surprising that we've had conversations about this before. I know he'll come back in some shape or form, and a lot of people, he'll never come back. He'll never. I was like, Never say never, and that's like the biggest thing when it comes to professional wrestling. Never say never. Um, he'll come back in due time, and we're living in fucking due time. We had a weekend, you know, of fucking returns. We had CM Punk return. We had Becky Lynch come back. We'll get in a little bit into it. We had Pony Brock come back. <laughs> you know, John Cena. 
finishing off the summer tour, the summer of Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was it, it was definitely a good fucking weekend. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a no brainer. Um, I felt like he was coming back because there was no way they was gonna sell out all those tickets in United Center, and. You know they made the the hints that y'all talked about with the chick. Yeah, he sold it off off a rumor. Yeah, he wasn't booked. He wasn't advertised. Fifteen thousand. Because it would it would have been such a disclaimer to the to the to your fan base if he doesn't show up. And that's the type of stuff that you know. You know that's what Tony Khan and you know Cody Rose and them promised. Like we're not gonna disappoint the fan base. Like you know, set other company. Yeah, so, and, it, and it's would... big too because I know I've seen a lot of people comments on like Twitter where they thought like they were going to troll or like subvert this reaction. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, what if MJF comes out? Yeah. What if yeah, Hulu I think Hulu comes too. out? Yeah, I've seen that. that was... And it, it, it felt refreshing to me, like like you said, because I've grown up in the WWE world. Like I maybe seen what, maybe two, like I was around like one good year of Nitro for me. And that's you mean what that they is... do. They did. Yeah, but I'm saying I mostly grew up in the WWE world. Like I wasn't around really for the Monday Night Wars to visually remember like switching between back and forth. Yeah. So I was used to like like people said the subversion, the trolling. But it was like it's very good. Like you want it, yeah, you got it. And it was lit. Like, um, and my main thing too is like what I said before. I just felt like this is just a good opportunity. Like in this stage's career. Like you said, he just wants to see how far he can go. Yeah. And and now a company and also a network reports as they say in TNT is head over heels that they got him on the contract. Yeah. So literally, this is all he ever wanted. Like, this is his chance and things work out. Like, if you wanted how far you can go, CM Punk, this is your shot. All we know is the pro wrestling T site crashed. Like it was supreme. Like, like that the shit crashed. People were still sold that you heard that they were selling the uh, the CM Punk ice cream bars, like they were giving those out. Couple of dudes in the arena was flipping. Yo, for a G, bundles. they were selling the shit for a G, and CM Punk was he paid out of pocket for it. Yeah, no company help. Like no company help him. He literally got a local company to, like, produce the ice cream bars. Because he's also very wealthy himself. Even now with this deal, he's a very wealthy man. He also he also got that UFC money. He doesn't... He's kind of like a very a minimalist type of person. Yeah. And his wife makes money, too. So it's not like he's... Yeah. yeah. The I'm pretty sure... And then, as we know, as most wrestlers, you know, he probably still got that WWE money, too. And that's what he said. He left because he's realized he had mad shit like saved up. He was like, I don't need this. Like, yeah, most wrestlers, they on the road, especially, you know, with the WWE schedule, they don't get to spend their money like that. Nah, it's always on trips or you want to be that goon and be like, yo, I'm getting a fucking Lambo and X, Y, and Z. And then he had, um, he still was doing like cons and stuff. So, you yeah, know, they pay him big money for that. He was writing, he was, you know, still Marty, uh, writing for Marvel. Um, Got a couple of editorial set out, so like he was he was doing things outside of. WWE. He also was still selling shirts on pro wrestling tees because I remember he had a shop, yeah. so he was still getting royalty for his wrestling without wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So it, money wasn't an issue, clearly. But now forget about it. And it's just like him, like the like the matches, 
Like people, like you really can look at the roster of CM Punk with the AEW roster on the side. You can just see dream match after dream match after dream match. Like it's gonna be crazy. Right. And we also we got Mr. Brian, quote unquote, possibly coming. Yeah, that's the real game changer. That's gonna be God. huge. Like you know like, what? Now nah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say what uh, two things. One. If Brock Lesnar would have signed with AEW, WWE would nah. not be in existence right now. <laughs> that would have been like the that's like literally losing your Trojan horse. That is the biggest poach that AEW could have honestly ever, 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 ever got. Yeah, that's and two, going back into fantasy bookings, the one that we have to see happen. You know, for me personally, I guess it's just like the fan in me has to be CM Punk versus Kenta. Okay. Like that has to happen. There's history. There's the GTS. Like there's a lot of stuff that that needs to be it's settled. Like, it's like therapy in the ring for both of them. Yes. Um. There's a backstory. There's history. And obviously, if you want to throw in CM Punk and Okada, you know, just putting that out there. Wrestle Kingdom. I'm sorry, I'm just booking, but just putting it out there. Yeah, but I don't know if y'all seen the um conference call at the um rampage. He he stated as right now he's possibly, but right now he's strictly an AEW guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like you said, possibly, yeah, possibly. You know, things, like if Tony Khan <laughs> off his money and New Japan people off his money, it's not. Yeah, you'll think about it. Yeah, yeah but yeah, for right now he's strictly trying to do the AEW stuff right now. Yeah, and I think it's it's a smart thing. You're so. You're rebuilding the brand. Like, you coming back with fans, you bring in Punk, you're bringing in Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, the biggest splash they can honestly make, it's got some help in that women's division, you know? I'm just saying. Yeah. I said, you know, I've told you, I was the first person to I, say that shit. Um, it might be some, it might be another four horse woman, but we're going to bring that up later. I got a theory. I was going to say before we jump off the punk shit, the real money-making feud that is going to be lit when it gets set correctly is him and Ang, um, Adam Page. Punk's promo with his drinking? Come on, that shit writes itself. Yeah. I see. It does, but it's kind of like, I, I don't think that they'll be playing the whole I'm straight edge you're not type of angle. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Not if they were to go... Like, like, not like that be the basis of it, but I could just see a promo. Like, that's the most easy served up shit that Punk can just come at him with. Like, you drink on the job. How you call yourself a wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. True. No but like you said, it's going to be interesting. And like I said, they were smart to debut Punk because Punk brought in, like, the edgy... Because also a punk too, punk also represented that chunk of audience that left when the, when his situation came to a head. Yeah, because people realized like it was starting to realize like maybe somebody I root for they really don't have a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody I found the most interesting, they just said, "Oh, you garbage." So I don't really, I don't matter. Like, why should I even start watching? So. He left. A lot of people left. A lot of people saw his return. Who knows if they're going to tune in on Wednesday, but 
And I'm saying this big because he brings the lats fan, and then Daniel Bryan is going to be the fucking icing on the cake. This man is just coming off a WrestleMania main event and mm-hmm. walking into another company. Just came off two, not one, two. Yeah, two, two match of the year, year contender matches. Two. Like, literally, one of WrestleMania's main, recent main events, one of their competitors walk into another company. And I think he's also, I think he also um, can bring in more casuals because I think more casual people seem Daniel Bryan over CM Punk because he has yeah. been on WTV longer. Yeah, the Yes <laughs> movement was pretty big, it was huge. But this is going to be um, interesting. So, we went from CM Punk returning and went to Saturday SummerSlam. Some people call this Summer Scam. Some people call it Summer Sad. Well, let's, we're not going to get into the whole car, obviously. Um, All I know is like that card started off sad. It was Summer Sad. Summer, SummerSlam started off like, what the fuck am I watching? It felt like an extension of Raw. You know what's funny? Go ahead. I'm looking at the card, and the first half of the show is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, it was garbage. Like I I could not believe what the fuck I was watching. I'm like, what is this? The first, yeah, the first half of the card. There's only like the first five matches, um, including yeah, the first five matches are basically raw matches until we get to the the fuckery that is. Uh-huh. Becky Lynch, Bucky, Becky Lynch returned, which is huge. It was huge. It was huge. Let's not let's not get it twisted. The Las Vegas screw job. We don't. Let's break down the contents. Sasha Banks did not show up to Vegas. Nobody's heard from her. We heard reports she was in the building. Some people said she wasn't in the building. They said it wasn't injury related. If she was they in the building, it. she obviously didn't have COVID. If she was in the building. There was too much. And even leading up to the pre-show, they were still promoting Sasha versus Bianca. So that for me... That's very distasteful right there. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what... If if she never showed up, you would not run it. You you, you wouldn't do... They wouldn't do anything that that they did leading up to that point. And even on top of that, it's just like, okay... You're still running promos before it. They could have easily scrapped it. We've been hearing this for weeks, that this match may not be happening. Yet, Sasha's still showing up on SmackDown. So, I don't know. No, no, no. After the last time she showed up two weeks ago on SmackDown, they, they took them off the house show after that. Yeah. And that was, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. But you still, but let's say, if that that's what I'm saying. Like, you're still showing up. And you're still two weeks later. You're still running all of this shit. Yeah, because it's the it's the it was the third biggest match of the night. This shit does it doesn't it don't make sense. So, and we all, and we kind of figured that we, that Becky was gonna come back SummerSlam. We kind of had that already in the back of our minds. Yeah. I don't want to hear anyone say what they got to say. We don't know because I am very very curious to know why Sasha was not there. Yeah, there's definitely something else going on. <laughs> yeah, Chris, somebody, is, Chris is on the hunt. Nah, nah, it's for real. Because if you're not injured, and if you're not, if you don't have COVID, and you have the, beside the Mania match earlier this year, that's that was the second biggest women's match of the year. Yeah. So, 
if this is getting promoted, Bianca did wild podcasts. She did wild interviews, national mm-hmm. televised interviews, saying that she will be if she showed up. Where's Where's Sasha? Where's she at? Like you doing an angle? Because a lot of people, a lot of people paid a lot of money. Because you know Sasha has a lot of fans <sighs> to see her. A lot of people flew in. Yo, Malcolm, hold up. I'm gonna let you. You had you just had your D'Angelo from the wire moment right now. You like, yo, where's Sasha at? Where's nah, Sasha? Wallace had a string. Where's nah, Sasha at, Vince? <laughs> so if if, if, if Sasha did, we obviously get the rematch. We don't get that. Obviously, we get mm-hmm. the we get the next big thing, which Becky came out. Which would no, no, no. Before we, I, I think Sasha. Speaking of Becky, I think Sasha is what happened to Becky last year. What you mean? I think she might be pregnant. I'm not saying I just me personally, my belief, I'm not trying to spread shit. I just think she's pregnant. And then Dummy just didn't have the guts to like, because that's the thing too, it looks bad on everybody because they didn't have the guts to change it and say, hold up, this is not happening. Like Chris said, they went on with the fucking program. People paid money. Uh, I think yeah. that they would have, they would have made the announcement the same way they did it for for Becky and like other female stars, announce it like that. You know what I, I mean? I think this is what happened because people don't realize the 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 day the three days before the last time she showed up on on SmackDown, she went to Vegas, right? She mm. went to Vegas with Bailey. She was posting up in Vegas, chilling, and she was with Kaliso, right? Kaliso not on the roster no more, but he had nope. an indie show. They were they were they were chilling. Yeah, Kaliso gets pulled the same day that they reported that Sasha got pulled from the house show. They announced in his indie show that he got pulled for something related. And you know if you get pulled from a wrestling show and it's not an injury, that's COVID-related. So what happened was Sasha was either had COVID or she was in contact with somebody, which is Kaliso, and they was trying to wait up to the point where if she was cleared... Could be, could be. And they didn't, and, and they didn't give us an answer on that. Like there's there's a lot of a lot of question marks. I'm looking like Psyduck right now. I got, question, <laughs> I, got, I got question marks all over my face. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to sniff. I'm trying to find out theories on this. Nah, because... and the, re- the reason is important to bring that contact up because if that match happens, we don't get the Becky return, and then Becky we don't get what in, happened. They basically threw her out there, right? And we got the moment, and everybody popped for it. And then we're gonna get into the match. Which it's not even a match. It's so disrespectful to even. Now we can about. get into it now because, like you said, we ain't going over the whole card, and this is the biggest shit from some uh, scam. Yeah, because right. the shit, the shit was wild. But before we kind of just dive into it, this is how I think that maybe it could have played out. And I think that let's say, I think Becky would have still shown up regardless. I think that would have been a given. They said that this was last minute shift. Mm-hmm. And how they just put her into the match. It could have easily been where after this match, it could have just been, hey, Becky does a run in. She shows up. She does the pop. She does her own thing. Because um, I think that what they were trying to do, they were trying to um, build Becky as a heel. Yeah, I seen that I, report. I, I think that's what they're trying to do. Again, we don't know what's happening. You throw in Carmella, like, but like, it's, it's also it's also better ways to of doing that in a match, yo, than I, than squashing beyond. Yo, I don't want to be the booking guy, but two weeks ago, as we talked about, Chris, they did the, the contract signing, right? Who came mm-hmm. to the ring with Sasha, um, Zelina and Carmella, right? They mm-hmm. tried to jump Bianca. They could have, right, say for instance, Sasha can't wrestle. Her two goons come out, they jump Bianca, 
Becky comes out with the save. That's a huge moment, right? Yeah. They then you know how WWE always does. After the moment, the two competitors look at each other, and Becky looks at the belt. Now you yeah. for a match, and then it would have been perfect. Scene. That's yeah. Scene. That would have been perfect right there. Everybody would have went home happy. But what they oh. do? They cold feed her. She got cold feet. Yeah, and it's just like the the squash is just that it's just deflating because we we've seen this girl wrestle for almost a whole year. You're telling me a champion that's been kicking out of maybe multiple finishers of a special match and this even kicking out of finishes in most matches. All of a sudden, she loses in a move in six seconds. Yeah. To somebody who hasn't been in a ring in almost a year and a half coming off a of pregnancy, I'm not trying to dis- dismount moms, but in kayfabe, you coming straight off the ring, you're supposed to show some ring rust. You can't be just coming in beating not the champion even, in six seconds. Not even just the ring rust. It was just straight up disrespect. Like, they tried to make her look like... It right. wasn't even like they made her look strong. It was just more like... This wasn't even a, a, a... Like, okay, we're showing face for both. You made the other person... I think they made Bianca look weak and terrible. Then, you know, basically, like, make trying to make Becky look good. Like, that, that didn't help at all. That's kind of like you bringing in Oldberg and him having to defeat Bray Wyatt. This dude has been unstoppable. Also, he can lose the belt in like two minutes when he's been invincible this entire time. Yeah, this this is the bullshit I've been seeing the past two days about the whole theory on the Becky thing. Oh, she's a vet, you know, and you know, Bianca is a, a rookie. I'm like, once you get past the point where you did a hell in a cell match, you're no longer a rookie. Once no. you headline a main, uh, uh, WrestleMania uh, main event, you're no longer a rookie. Let's get that out the way. You beat yeah, that's two, not, that's not rookie. You beat two four horsemen in one year. You know rookie. That's it. We done with that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say maybe with this booking, because we also, we've seen like the way of thinking in WWE. So you said she, like reports of coming back said that Becky acts to be a heel. This is not like something they, pres- she, yeah. she said she wants to come back as a heel. So it kind of, and also is very shades of Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. So, and 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 if and if ter- if this turns out to be part of the story, so the thing is, it sucks because it feels like the way they feel like, how can we get heat on Becky so quick? Mm-hmm. How about we do what we did to Daniel Bryan? It started a move because then it's like, oh, it started a movement. They got people behind her. Let's keep doing that. And it's like, it happened with Daniel Bryan. He survived it because people saw the bullshit. Mm-hmm. People wasn't really chanting for him before that until after because they saw him trying to make him look like a fool, which what there was they were trying to do at that WrestleMania. Because how the fuck you come out get kicked in five seconds and lose, especially yeah. uh, in Darling, they knew what they was doing. So, so our theory is the only way they could justify this shit in the end of this in the end of this whole shit, Bianca got to come out as the winner. Not even the winner; she just has to be competitive. Because I, I know Becky's not losing that belt with Survivor Series is coming up. And also Charlotte won, so I'm pretty sure that's the Survivor Series matchup, Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah, it's just it was just bad. Like even if this was such short, like such short change, you could have had a ease like milk it. Give me give me three five minutes. You could have given me three to five minutes, and then we're good. No, what Malcolm said, like if you wanted if you wanted her to turn heel, is like you said, could have had three minutes, like the shit they did before the match. 
Let them have a handshake. Let them have a legit handshake. Let them maybe do some shit for five minutes. Yeah. And then you show the Becky Hill turn, what, a low blow? Maybe use a chair? Maybe show, like, you know what I mean? Have it turn in the ring, not like that. But I was saying the big shit was, is we always talk about WWE and the star making. The girl I watch wrestling with, she was not happy. She never seen Bianca Bellet because we don't really watch WWE. She saw her come out the championship, fucking half. She was like, oh, who this? I was like, oh, it's Bianca Bella. This is like their championship. She was like, oh, I like her. She's cute and all that. She was like, After, I'm on my own. She was like, oh, she looks dope. After that shit, she looked at me like I booked it. She was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, like literally, she looked at me. She, 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 because she was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is, this is like, oh, the former champ. She got pregnant and now she's back. So it was like, they're going to go at it, maybe. Like I said, they're going to have a match now. This is Summer Slams. <laughs> Stupid. And then she saw one, two, three. And she was like, what the? I was like, ah, I, 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 I didn't know what to say. But that like, goes to show, like, this is like, it's a showcase. This is like their second biggest show of the year, they say. Why are you not highlighting your, one of your future building blocks? Why are you treating mm-hmm. her like a joke? This shit is not a joke. If you right. want your company to succeed, you got to start showing faith in these people. Not only she has been, you know, one of the, you know, best highlights for us to watch. And yeah. she's black. And that mm-hmm. also proved the stigma. We saw this shit with Kofi. And we was like, you know what? All right. Kofi, Brock Lesnar, they did it. They haven't really done it again. You're going to do it again and now with a woman? She's been, she, and she's also been your, like, your brand ambassador. She was yeah. at Rolling Loud. So even if somebody was rolling with her from Rolling Loud, she was like, why the fuck am I following her? She just lost in three seconds. Rolling Loud, the ESPYs, um, Sports Illustrator. She been on Peacock doing the Olympics. And you, and you do that to her? That shit was brutal. And then even with Becky, even if they presented her with her, she can't say no. And I know Becky's smarter than that. She came from the Indies. She can't... I, I like I said, I don't know if they had a gun to her head, but she so nobody was like, hold up, this is not a good idea. Nobody? Someone should have. Nah, I, I heard reports backstage niggas was in Philly. Nobody was. It was like, it what was, the who booked this crap? It was hundred percent Vince cool. Because that's what he he wants to like, because that's like the shock. That's why they like I said, they did it to Daniel Bryan. Like, I'm not saying this shit is reduced to black champions. It seems like if they want to like Make some quick buzz. Let's just squash somebody, a champion, and like so quick. Because, like I said, it was Daniel Bryan that started it, Kofi, and now her in recent memory. Yeah, like, because we all seen, we seen top guys get squashed before, but it was different. Like, we, I seen The Rock get squashed by Goldberg. Seen, seen other people who top guys get squashed, but when they got squashed, they was in positions where they could look, they, they good off that. We seen John Cena get his ass whooped at a SummerSlam by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But John Cena is still going to be John Cena after the end of the day. Bianca still, this is still, she's still getting up to the top of the mountain. Yeah, you can't like knock her down. That's un, that's like with the, is undercutting the momentum. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't take you don't take all the stock in one person to build it to the next because, like, when we're going to get into with this pay per view, and I'm saying that like W has to start waking up because we're going to talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is going to be after Roman? Who? Who is going to be like? Let's say Hollywood comes calling and Roman is like, "I, right, uh, I'm out." Who is leading this company? Because right now, after Roman, 
you, you could call Seth, but we know Seth is not the guy because he's not presented as like the main guy right now. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to be their guy? Yeah, Seth is the guy. He's a work rate guy. He's not the guy guy. He's yeah. like the option B. Like if like like if Roman is out, all right, Seth, we we he's trust the bomb, you enough. He's just like I know he's gonna rock with me, but he's not in their eyes. The top the top draw right now is Roman, and, that, and my question, like we're gonna talk about it later, but. Who is going to be there after Roman? Who is that next person that is going to be the top draw of this company? And even yeah. in, since we're talking about the Bianca thing, like who's going to be the next? Like Bianca was set up to be the next woman after a full horsewoman. Yeah, because they're not going to be in five years. They're not going to be there. So, you know, you going you got to put that in that. Put that. You got You had this. Bianca was in a good opportunity other than the men wrestlers because you said who at the Roman. There's no guys that set up like. Bianca was. Mm-hmm. Even like Drew, Drew had his shit, but Drew's a little older too. That's what I'm saying. Who is going to be the next guy? Because right now it's not nobody on the roster is the next guy. No. Nobody on that roster between Raw, SmackDown, maybe NXT, if they can find some, if they present somebody down there. I don't see it from nobody. No what? Nobody's that guy. And Randy Orton is always going to be the transitional guy. Yeah. Randy, Randy is like the glue. And then he also might be transitioning to retiring too soon. So who, like, that's what, like, this company has to wait. I get right now you're making him a money hand over fist, but your future, you don't want to, you don't want to push nobody. You don't treat nobody as respectable. You don't build nobody up. Who is going to be tuning in to watching this? Because literally, out of the six championship matches, I only had one dog in the fight. Like, somebody my personal, I, like, root for. And it was Bianca. She lost in six seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was brutal. It it was so bad that it undercut the next two matches after that. Yeah. The the women's triple threat match was good, but I couldn't even get into it. Even the girl I was with, she didn't really want to watch it no more after that. Yeah. It definitely left. I, I know for a fact for me, it left uh, a very I had a weed sour. To break up the, I had a roll up weed to fucking break up the monotony. I was like, oh, you want to roll up? Like, she was like, oh, okay. What? I was like, I was what? Eating. What did I just watch? I, I had to put my plate down. Like, there was a lot of people that was like, all right, I got to turn this shit off. And it, it, was, it, didn't, it didn't pick up again to the, 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 the Seth Rollins Edge match. Yes. Which, Which is also a fine match itself, but like I said, it's, it's like also this is it. Like I think if WWE does like another thing like this to a black wrestler, it's going to be it because now it's twice, three strikes you're out. And I think that again, like, I don't think anyone has the problem if <laughs> Becky came back and she won. I don't think that's the issue. It was just how it was done. Like yes, it was how like yo six seconds really. Like you built her up this entire for this for the last six months, six eight months you built Bianca Bell up for for this. Like I said, it's their second biggest pay per view. It's a showcase. It's in fucking Las Vegas, football stadium. This is how if you want to get attract new fans. This was this an is inch. this is how you show like oh this is who we got come come along for the ride. This just wasn't it. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, let's go on to some, you know, better news. You know, shout out, shout out to our no. Guy. Before I, I would say, 
to the testament of a character, and we're going to see where it goes. This development of her career really hinges on her, her next promo on Friday. She has to hit this promo out of the park. Yeah. It can't who, come off Goofy on um, Bianca. Who knows? Who? Smackdown. Now she's got to be on SmackDown. She's she's honestly the talk of wrestling. Now they she, they did a house show after SummerSlam on um, yesterday. Um, yeah, she sort of teased that you know she's gonna go after Becky on Friday. Like, like I said, it can't be Goofy, and she has to like, and it has to also because we also didn't get her side of the story on Sunday. Make the explanation not seem so dumb. Mm-hmm. If she comes out and she'd be like, you know what, it was my first SummerSlam, I was the champion, and I was prepared for Sasha. And then yeah. Carmella came out. And also, I had another curveball when Becky came out, and I heard the reaction. So, and you know, I'm a fan too. I got caught up in the moment. But it has to be phrased better because you do That's that. That's what I'm saying. It, but and, it, and then it, it has to be phrased better. Yeah, because it could easily be like, oh, you just a cop out, you know. Ex champion, that's you know, like there's so oh, many shit, ways. Straight up saying, say I fucked up. Yeah, that's honestly I, I messed up. I let everybody down. I messed up. Yeah, don't like no excuses. I should have been better. It ain't happening again. Yeah, I think the telling point too on Friday before we close out on this situation. Um, if they want to move Becky to a hill, she has a lot. Of, she has a big fan base, and if that doesn't work, if they try to do an Austin O one. That's gonna backfire on Bianca too. And then that's what I'm thinking with Becky's IQ. I, I get maybe she wants a challenge, but you're coming off a crazy ass return. And like we talked about earlier in prior episodes, you gave birth. We've never really yeah. had a mom wrestler give birth, come back, and still be fucking dominant. This has been like the first time like women like, hell yeah, go ahead, Becky. You gave birth. Mm, do for the moms. Do for the mamas. Yeah, like, how do you turn that shit down? And how does Vince say no? Nope. And I get it. Maybe he's like, all right, I'm going to let her run with it. But if Vince, this was your money shit, you can have her go on today's show. Like, mom, because as we were talking about, like, moms and maternity is big. Like, the rise of empowerment. And this is your top, one of your top female wrestlers. Yep. Gave birth, came back, and she's still kicking ass. How you do you not sell that shit? Or they oversaw it and they're like, yep, got beat by a mom. But now go ahead to better news because now that, like you said, that Becky and Bianca really did take a damper on that pay per view. So, you know, the only thing that got me back in the pay per view, and I got to go back and watch the women's triple threat because I didn't even get to enjoy that, um, was the Seth Rollins Edge when Seth, when, when Edge came out to the Grand Girl, you know, the brood. Yeah. Which was tough. Came out on his Playboy Cardi. Massively. Oh, um, it was it was perfect. This whole setup, the match was good. Um, Edge needed the win. Yeah, I I marked out already just from SmackDown hearing the Brood entrance. Yeah, like that that was my mark. I'm always like, no way. And then seeing him come out at SummerSlam with it, and I was just like, this is it. This kind of like. This kind of like put SummerSlam on track to like okay now I am able to watch again. Mm-hmm. But you you gave me the first half of, of of SummerSlam. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was Summer Raw. Like, what's this garbage? It was like the event finally started. 
Yeah, it's like you guys gave me three hours of like the pre-show. Um, you know, no, I, I was very surprised that they even that they even came out to the room. I I just to the brood music. Because I thought it was a one shot on SmackDown. I didn't expect them to, like, to no. pick that shit back up on Saturday. Yeah. I was Continuity, like, what? WWE, what? That was, I mean, great. what? It was Where the that. fuck was that when he was facing Cena? If he was able to display all this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Edge, what was, when you needed it the most, we could have tapped into the brood all this time. Man, that was a great callback, you know, especially for us attitude ever baby. Yeah. My man Edge was pulling out moves he hasn't used in a, in a hot minute. The executioner. I was like, oh. The educator. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I forgot they used to just throw Edge in front of every fucking Yeah. Movie. The fucking and Edge then, suplex. The Edge chin lock. <laughs> and then he ended up using uh, Beth Phoenix's uh, Oh, yeah. Finishing move. That was that was a nice touch. I like that. Grand yeah. yeah, it's like okay. And we saw that kind of what Adam like it's cool. I think it's also very dope. Like if if this is kind of like a new trend of like maybe the, the male wrestler uses because mm-hmm. in kayfabe, if these two people are professional wrestlers, they are gonna have to train with each other and we'll like show each other the move. So why not break out your significant other's yeah. finishing move in your back pocket? Because obviously it's there in story. Imagine, imagine that case during um, Edge and Matt Hardy, and it's just like, okay, so who's using whose move? <laughs> no, <laughs> who's? I want, I want to find out who's doing whose moves. No, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh, sounds like Lynch. trouble. Give me a Becky Lynch curb stomp on Bianca on the belt, and I'll oh, pop. Yes. I'll pop. You get real negative. Speaking of negative, I know Chris. I know, I know you enjoyed the, the next match. Your man Goldberg, your man Goldberg got freaked out. Man My Goldberg. man Bobby motherfucking Lashley. Fuck them kids, Lashley. <laughs> Fuck your kids. Fuck them kids. The match was ass, but we we got that. He almost killed Bobby Lashley. He did. He almost. (laughs) Like, like I said, I never really hated on Goldberg. I knew he comes in with like this. He he is a he. He's a somewhat draw. Because when I was shows, like a lot of people just don't really give a fuck anymore. No. You cannot like people already don't like you. Do not go in there and fucking almost. You can't because you're not Goldberg in 1990. What five six WCW? You ain't mm-hmm. fucking bulletproof. Protect motherfuckers. You can't. You almost fucking dumped them on his head. Goldberg been in the the league all these years, and he still don't know how to protect somebody. No, look what he did to fucking. He look what he did to the Undertaker. He would have. He was. He literally tombstoned them. Like, like you can't. <laughs> They ain't treated Undertaker like a crate challenge. Like, <laughs> like, yo, you literally busted homies that, like head. And I was like, oh, I saw the how the beginning, and I was like, boy, they, but they, they they're trying to make Gober look strong now. But and then the beatdown happened. But the best part was just like, yeah, fuck your kid. I'm put you. I'm gonna put him in the hurt lock. Fantastic. I was not expecting that. That was child like. 
WWE for like like we give them shit for Ooh. not being PG. They beat up a minor on TV. Yeah, let's, I was like, let's we just witness, we just witnessed an assault here. <laughs> oh man! But was... It, it it was like and like the thing too. Like Chris said it. Like he got thoroughly booed. If they keep bringing this nigga back for nostalgia, I, I'm pretty sure oh. if they heard the reaction, it has waned thin. And it's yeah. not him per se; it's the booking of him. Why the fuck every time he's coming back, he's in a fucking championship match? What the fuck has he done? Nothing. Cause, you, cause you know when contracts come up, they be like, "Yo, you know you're gonna have to enter, you know, a number one contender tournament." Yeah, but give him. I would. I'd rather see Goldberg versus Keith Lee. You know what I mean? Like maybe use him to prop somebody up. Don't have him come back for a fucking championship match again and again and again. Keith Lee just came back for me. I'd rather him stay away from Keith Lee at this point. But you know what I mean? Like who else is on like the mid card that can that you can see? Like I right, Goldberg. And I know what you mean, though. Work him up. But in all fairness, this is how I look at it. It just doesn't make sense for him to be there. Like it's... it doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I think at the same time, like, you, you can't book him to win championships because it makes him look bad. And then you can't have him go just go up against anybody and then have him take losses because it just doesn't look, it doesn't look bad on Goldberg. So it's just like remove Goldberg in general from this situation. I don't know how long this contract that he has going on, it's up to. I know he's guaranteed. Uh, two matches a year. I, I don't. I don't fucking know. The only thing we know is that we're probably gonna get um, a, a Lashley and Goldberg type two. At Saudi, it could be Saudi. Like, like, like that could happen. You know, who knows? Maybe the the Saudis are like, "Yo, can we get Goldberg and Hart? Can we get that yes. match?" Yes, we'll give you the Goldberg. Goldberg, the Saudis want you. And that's what I said, and I was just like, "Yo, my man, my, my man Bobby did this for the hitman. He did it for the people." <laughs> yeah, because that's also a Goldberg too. Like, I was talking to my friend Xavier about that shit, and it's like, it, like the tragic career, like just like the person Bret Hart always wanted to protect somebody. Yeah, and then his career gets taken away by the most dangerous person in the fucking ring for being unsafe. You just the and opposite of another guy that we're gonna talk about in the feud. Right back? Nah, he's the opposite of <laughs> another guy that made a return later on that night. But speaking of uh, this Goldberg, I think that like Chris said, the act has worn thin. Yeah. And also he said he doesn't need to be there. Nobody nope. from WCW was on TV on there right now. So you can't even say I had bones pick with you back in, in Atlanta on Turner. Nobody's there. Can I correct you on something though? Who who's there? I, I, I want to. I just no. I said I want to correct you on something. What's up? It's like no. You said like no. You know like nobody needs him to be there. It's like nobody wants him there. Period. No, but I'm pretty sure there's some Goldberg. And like I said, I'm not going to downplay somebody who loves Goldberg. I'm pretty sure we live in a vast country, Chris. Somebody out there loves Goldberg. There's a lot of people that like broccoli with other fancy shit on it, but don't mean it, nobody likes the shit. Like nobody likes the shit. But okay, majority nope. Majority of the WWE universe does not want to see Goldberg. Nope. Correct. Okay. So majority of the fans of your product does not want to see him. And, and, and they they showed it over the weekend. It ain't gonna be a Gen Z. It's it's a it, it's gonna definitely be a millennial thing. If like 
I was so big on Goldberg, man. This is like if the only way I feel like Goldberg would get a big following if you had people within that time in the like the late nineties and early two thousand old heads that like oh I watched WCW I remember Goldberg. You know, you know who was a Goldberg mark Renee. I Renee mean, came back. Renee was like, oh, Goldberg is back. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know you like Goldberg, Renee. He's a kid. I was like, stop. Typical. Typical. <laughs> He's definitely a Goldberg guy. He's like, nah, man, I remember Goldberg when I was like, stop. We we can't we, at this yeah, moment. At this moment, you're not even my manager. You're he's Mark. Thinking of, he's thinking of like '98 uh, Goldberg. We got to get out of uh, that. '98 Goldberg was still wrestling three three minute matches. Well, at least at least the fans wanted us to see him back then. Like it was fine. Came back, okay, ha ha. You know, Turner fireworks. I didn't see his entrance. Did he had? Did he have the security? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He did. He did. My man stepped out of the parking lot. Really. That's the best okay. part of Goldberg, the interest. Everybody just want to say Goldberg. It was. Because, like, in the 90s, when, like, it was, like, the pay-per-view type of era. Yeah, it's like a Mike his Tyson entrance was entrance. money. Yeah. His entrance was, and, like, it's also in that era, that's when boxing was big, too. So his, his entrance kind of came off of, like, that boxing, grainy yeah, security walk into the ring. Yeah, it's the Tyson. Yeah. So people was like, oh, this nigga Goldberg. But, like, people, like that, like I said, the act has worn thin. And nobody wants to see him right now. Now, now let's get into that. I'll see him at the Hall of Fame speech. The Hall of Fame speech. You're not a Hall of Fame already? Is he? Um, Would it be bad if you you were to ask me if I cared? (laughs) No, I think he is a Hall of Famer. But even then, he needs to go home. I came back for my son. Like, His son was like fucking enough. five when he came back. He's pretty sure he's seen you wrestle. Get the fuck out the ring, nigga. Like, when are you gonna finally learn to get it, old man? Well, um, go ahead to the um the main event. Break it down, money mouth. Now we got some some real guys. We got mm. we got the head of the table, mm. the tribal chief. Mm. It's been three three hundred and sixty five days. He's the champ now. Three hundred and sixty five days is champ. A full year. What a rain. What a rain. <laughs> he said, what a rain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, I'm surprised it's not a fucking t-shirt. Shit, they're gonna have to they gonna have to pay me for that one. Yeah, they gotta pay you. If we see on WWE shop, what a rain. New I'm like nah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come see about Vince. Like, nah, that's a, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> right, Don't make me call Shane up, start my own company. Anyway, um, let's go. Then we got our boy John Cena's back. Summer Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets 17, Rick is gone. With WWE, you know, hit him with that now that Rick is gone. Mm-hmm. Not, I always, I always said, I said it before, John Cena's not winning 17 unless it's at a WrestleMania. Or That's funny. a WrestleMania. No, 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 no. Him breaking, come on, Chris. Him breaking the the most reigns ever. That's a WrestleMania moment. It's true. It's true. Well, he's going to be at Dallas next year. He's he's advertised. But I don't think he's going to win. Like I said, I think the Cena, like I said, for Cena to win 17, it kind of also had to be like Punk. Don't have him win it for like these next, what, three or four years? Because we always know if he's going to be in the championship match, if he wins, he's going to break the record. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're automatically going to be 
the the match is already going to have people like, oh shit, he may finally do it. So I think, like I said, maybe four or three years down the line, and that'd be his retirement match. Because, like I said, if he wins 17, I think he just retires right after, and then that's the end of his <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, so we get this, we get this big match we've been waiting on. I, I don't know how y'all feel. I like, but but, but we all know he's gonna break 17, yeah. right? Okay. So, because some people was like, "Oh, Cena's never going to win." I was like, "He's definitely going to get another one before it's all said and done." Mm-hmm. That okay, true. that is true. He pulled out the the super AA during the match. Did at that point, did I think he was going to win it? Nah, because he was going to Hollywood after this. Nah, but he's still scheduled for um the Guardian next month. Nah, I, I never seen him winning was just. It's not. It's not gonna. I never once thought he was beating Roman Reigns, and it's not even me being a kayfabe person. I just knew he was never going over in this one. Chris, did you see any point Cena was going? Um, we. I mean, we. I think with we. I think we probably spoke about it before with the stipulation, like loser leaves, you know, the business or SmackDown, whatever that was. Yeah. So we knew the writing on the wall. We knew that again. Mr. Cena, Mr. SummerSlam was going to come out and oh, display, he was going to perform. He was going to bring his shit. You know, we you know, we had Edge who was also a Mr. SummerSlam candidate, same thing with John Cena, still pull out a banger. There yeah. was some close there was some close times I'm like, "Okay, maybe it could happen." You kind of wanted it to happen to see what could happen. Yeah, that's um, also very but, true. But I think overall like we knew, that you know, would go so over. And I know that they're gonna they're gonna grind this all the way out to at least mania. They don't want to lose any type of like traction on him. Like it just doesn't make sense at this moment. Um, we're expecting The Rock to possibly show up for his you know twenty five twenty fifth year anniversary of being at Survivor Series. Maybe they might make the plug there and try to push things out at mania. Like there's like, a lot do, of things. Do, that can do happen. we try to get tickets for Survivor Series? Make it a go home affair. I mean, where's summer? Where where Survivor Series being held this year? Oh, Barclays. Ooh, right at Barclays. Oh, yeah. now we can talk about it in the group chat, but we we can put that out there. Yeah, and then our boy Roman Reigns, he can't catch a break. He beats Edge last month. Cena comes out. He beats Cena, and your man Brock Lesnar comes out. Mm. The the shock of the night because. Ponytail we, Brock Lesnar. We did not expect Brock to come out. No. He got that call from Vince. Yeah, he got that call from Vince at Yo, what, I need you to what, come Saturday through. one in the morning. Mm. I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon called him Dynamite up there what, at eleven. He's Vince called at eleven twenty five. Like all right, pal, I'm sending the jet. I'll pay whatever you want. I need you in Las Vegas. Yeah. Fucking Brock comes out just like you wanted, Chris. Bearded up, loved it. Tail still intact, looking like he just came from a butcher shop. Mm. He still had the little um cowboy belt on with the jeans. Black. I was trying to think what's what's the story between Heyman. We don't know. We're gonna. It's gonna be part of the uh, the custody battle match that him and and Roman are gonna have. It's a Paul Heyman on a stick contract match. <laughs> Custody gets Paul like, Heyman. They're going to do like Paul Barrio. They're going to have him on the cage up top. 
That's exactly what it was like. It's only traditional. We had the custody of Dominic Mysterio. Now it's going to be the custody battle of Paulie Dangerous. Yeah, because it's like, I know some people say, yo, we got the Roman Brock story before, but we never got this Roman. No. This and it's also it's, them flipping positions. Yep. This babyface Brock. Yeah, I'm saying this is them. Yeah. And you know what I'm excited? The biggest underlining that I don't think a lot of people are getting this is Brock without Paul Heyman. Yep. Paul Heyman not being the mouthpiece to Brock Lesnar, and you're sticking a mic with Brock right now at this very moment. That is the part that is I'm oozing, I'm jizzing right now. Because Brock can Brock can say now, some now, real wild shit. Now you get to see Brock, like you said, like without no mm. nobody watching, nobody cutting his promos from this is nope. old Brock. Love it. How Brock is how how are you gonna carry this program, Brock? You. Um, that's the part that I'm I'm excited for the most. I really want to see this happen. It's like Roman's like that, you know, that character in the in the game. <laughs> like everybody has to go through it. No, you gotta win. When you, you, you make the balls, Danny Bryan. He's yeah. like Shao Kong. Shao Kong. It's going to be interesting on Friday. Like, yo, I know USA at the end of SummerSlam looked at Becky coming out, represent SmackDown. Look at Brock coming out, represent SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? Also, yeah, they got to be careful. I think they they they, they train USA like like... I wouldn't be surprised if USA cuts the plug on these motherfuckers. Like, fuck your couch. He's fuck like, you your couch. You niggas got Brock, Cena, and Becky? That's gave y'all niggas money. And also NXT. They paid, for NXT. they paid for a certain version of NXT. Yeah. That's also people get. we're going to talk about the later. Like, the shit, if, like, they talked about change. This is not the shit USA paid for. This is, they paid for a certain ex- expectation of what the product was going to be, but um, yeah, you're right though. Like maybe we see with the draft, like who gets shifted over. But it's like who, who like in Roman Reigns' needle, who's going to move the needle on Raw? Who? As far as going as people, I like would say interest. this. Though, I would say this though that Raw needs more of a mid card, and SmackDown has a lot of that. Yeah, they have a mid card of Subzaro. Big E, um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, broke ass Baron Corbin, yeah, Nakamura, um, Finn Balor. The list goes on. They got a, a good eight pack over there. That's just like it's a lot of guys. And the list yeah. goes on and on and on and on. So yeah, they they definitely need some. Um, Roy definitely needs a shake up. No pun intended. But I, I thought the main event was cool though. Just like you're right, like. That was like a it was a good show. Cause also with like the Roman talking and like talking the crap in the camera yeah. and shit, like Hollywood, get your boy. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if y'all seen it earlier, but like so it was like a kid and he posted the video after the match and Cena loses. He's a big Cena fan. And then Roman sees the video and then he retweets it like you should have never been with your boy. Now is the time to acknowledge me. Damn. Sit it on him like fuck y'all kids. Like, like if you, you know, know, you know, you know, Roman Reigns is turning into 
because now he's getting all this. He's turning into fucking Kylo Ren from Star Wars. He's just becoming like mad, <laughs> brooding, and hateful. Nothing but anger. I'm with it. We need some anger. Mm. Oh, man. We always wanted this from Roman. We did, but we never got it. And now we do. Now we do. Next one. Um, we had, um, at the SummerSlam, we had TakeOver. But before, like, SummerSlam, this SummerSlam was not a good pay-per-view. So, like... No. Not, no. It was not... It, this it gets did, a five. This gets, like, a... This gets like barely a five. This gets a five point nine for me. Yeah, it was it was a summer scam for me. This is the this is one of the first times in a while that when the pay per view has been across the board, we could say it's bad. Barrage. Yeah, it felt like a twenty twelve pay per view where you was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like Yas, honey, good barge. But it, it was like, like Malcolm said, we had take over the next night and. I thought TakeOver was fun. I thought, um, also, we don't know. This might be the last. Has, has, has like, any more TakeOver's been, like, scheduled? Mm. Yeah. So, Nothing. from from this episode recording, we don't know if we're getting another TakeOver. But no. I mean, oh. just assuming, assuming that we'll get one, you know, during Survivor Series weekend. Well, we should say this is the last takeover of this era. Yes, tax take last takeover of this era. Fair enough. Cause and there's been a lot of eras of NXT going back to like even when they was used to do the when somebody from the main roster come down, train a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Miz, Danny Bryan. So it seems like WWE, as what they stated, that's what they're trying to go back to. More of a Yes. Less, less indie acts that they signed, big indie acts, and more into like homebred talent. And I know I'm kind of like a cynical motherfucker, and I always kind of give WWE shit. But like what you just said, like if this is what's going to promote synergy within that company, then I'm all for it. Like if if the people that's picking this talent. If they're going to, like, groom them from NXT to the main roster, then I think maybe this is probably for the best. Because yeah. we've seen the disconnect between NX, Triple H's people and the main roster people, and it's been bad. Yeah. It was time for a change. Enough is enough. Cause so, like, no, go ahead. Like, even, like, from even, like, originally, obviously, when they started in 2019, they was going head-to-head with um AEW. Things was going cool at first. Pandemic happened. That really fucked a lot of shit up for them. Mm-hmm. AEW just had the momentum even during the p- pandemic, and then by the time they switched them off head to head, they never really recovered ratings wise. I got you. So that's when Vince and you know and Johnny Ace and them made they move down there and said, "What's going on?" And like Terrence just said, like if that's the if that's what gets things in order for them to get, as we stated earlier, new stars, young stars. Then that's the way it gotta go. But yeah, it's not even yeah. the stars, it's it's the, the the care, the handlement, the development. Because like I said, if Johnny Ace and Nick Khan and Vince McMahon is picking these people to go to the PC, yeah. then they're gonna be with them from day one until they move up until 
to the two big brands Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like like a minor league system. Yeah. With baseball, you get drafted and then you go through all the pipeline and everybody's on the same fucking page. You you know, I don't when, when, think there's going to be that crazy of a rebrand. Like, there's still going to be people from this era NXT there. I can see. I think, I think by... January, February, because they also got a tie of blue sense, and they also have to get the people who they want to be on TV ready. Because I mean, right now, I'm pretty sure whoever they handpick that they feel like is going to be Danny are not ready right now. I mean, from the way it looks like they're trying to make this like, okay, we're just tying up last minute stuff. It's going to happen soon. Yeah, it's supposed to happen in a few weeks. Yeah, so we're trying to see what what it is that we are getting, what kind of product. They're no longer they're no longer trying to be considered as the third brand, it's more like, no, you guys are developmental. Yeah, yeah, development. The Triple H, what's that? No, no, no. No, you're developmental. Yeah, so as far as, like, a lot of the guys that's, like, already up and running on NXT, that's already doing their thing, a lot of them are going to be pulled up during the draft in October. Some people might get cut. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the nature of Ooh, the business. somebody need to get some Cameron Grimes, baby. Um... That's just gonna be the nature of the thing. Like some of them was gonna be like, "Yo, oh yeah, they cleaning house." Nah, because the indie the indie days is is, is as they stated is it's over. But the thing is, it's not even the indie. Like they they can they can harbor always the indie talent. It's the indie work rate. The company, even with the two people they've done it with, Daniel Bryan. Also, I can say WWE has given Daniel Bryan a fair shake. Yeah, I feel Daniel, like they've done. I feel like they've done more for Daniel Bryan than a lot of indie wrestlers. Yeah, I say the three people in the company that came from indie that we knew from indie, at least by name, even if we didn't see them wrestle. That that like CM Punk adapted and became successful over there. The, the despite everything that happened at the end, he still was the world champion for four hundred days. He was. He still wrestled against in a few with The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, John Cena. Mm. Nobody in the company can't really say that, like how he accomplished things. Um, because no, they did value we, him, but it, it was to a certain extent. Yeah, but even if, because if we, if they didn't prop him up that big, then we wouldn't have that Friday night that we just had. That is true. Because he would have just went to Ring of Honor and say if he didn't go to WWE, he went to nah. TNA. Say if he went to his, TNA, then nah. We See, been that's the thing, it. though. His his return was like even he knew his return was big money TV. Yeah. Yeah. His return was for somebody with some fucking production. Yeah, so, but even if you don't fuck with WWE, they did make him to a star to that magnitude. Um, Then you had you had Daniel Bryan, as you stated, the mm-hmm. Yes Movement. You also had Seth Rollins. He was an indie guy. Very true. He was a very indie. He was an indie guy. He so, was an indie guy. So only a few, but it has worked, but not as... Often at V1. You can also say AJ Styles. Yeah, but AJ, but TNA, even though TNA was on a low level, they were on Spike. Nah, TV. but I mean like that indie type of body type. The in, you know what that indie yeah, I, indie guy. Like yeah, the that, yeah, that work great guy. Like the shit what they doing for AJ Styles, as you see, they they were not doing it for Bobby Fish. Oh no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nick Khan was like Bobby Fish sticks. All right, get the fuck up out of here. Next. No disrespect to to Bobby Fish, but it's level. No, no disrespect, (laughs) but literally, it was like Bobby Fish sticks. Next, 
Yeah. Who else is up on the list? It's low, man. It's all Next. Right. Like, you all right. <laughs> all right. Imagine Mint saying, you all right, but you know Gargano. Gargano lucky because they about to be on maternity leave. How, their baby is saving them. Hey, man. It's going to get spooky. Mm. Him, and Gar- him and Chompa. It's going to get records. I think Chompa got in trouble on punk shit because I think he tweeted it. Because also, if you didn't... um. I don't know if you guys noticed. Not a lot of WWE people was like, I think it was like a gag order. They couldn't talk about what happened on Friday. Nah, they a couple of people were saying it. They didn't say they saying it. They didn't say it outright. Yeah. But I remember I saw Chompers tweet goosebumps and then like a few minutes later, his whole shit was gone. So Hunter hit him with the call. <laughs> there was Johnny oh. Allen. Like, hey, yo, Tomato Chompa, we need you to take them. <laughs> <laughs> The snipers is on the roof. We're gonna need you to take them tweets down, and then um, you're gonna be looking for your future endeavors in a in a little bit. But um, like you said, we're just gonna see who the cuts. And honestly, I'm I'm excited for this rebrand because also with NXT, even before the indie Triple H days, like the first couple uh, months of TV on the new network, mm-hmm. on the old network, I liked NXT because it shows. Like you said, this is not. This is the future, and this is you can see where people get better. You can see people improve. So I'm I'm always going to be down for watching wrestlers improving and getting better and trying new shit and watching it and seeing where shit goes. So. And as we as we state all the time, um, WWE, y'all, y'all don't watch. Step your game up. You got, you got, you got people watching. You got casual people. A lot of casual people watched this week, along with Rampage and SummerSlam, and they was looking at certain different things, and they were saying, "I like this. I don't like this. I might so watch like, this. I might not watch that." Yeah, you might start getting the worded guys back full time. So, so, it's not our job. We don't work for y'all. It's up to y'all. Yeah, yeah. he said we don't That's work true. for y'all. We just said. I don't. I don't cash no WWE check, so I'm not on the payroll, y'all. Yeah, I'm not on Vince McMahon's payroll. I'm the I'm voice on, of the voiceless. They ain't popping checks for me. Nope. So you know, it is what it is. We're gonna see some interesting stuff tomorrow on Dynamite. I'm pretty sure. As Punk makes his return, start hearing cold personality. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, we got All Out coming out. I was up for um before we wrap and dip off from the NXT. Um, Adam Cole. Oh yeah, baby. I want. I want to like. I think Adam Cole. And I know. I, I, reports are that he's out. I think wow. that one really hurt Triple H the deepest. Because out of all the NXT people that he deemed him was his guy, I thought Finn Balor was Triple H's guy. But yeah. I really think Adam Cole was who Triple H deemed to be like, yo, if I can have anybody be a main event, and this is the person I'm, yeah. I want. And it seems like all that work, and the thing is with Triple H too, people got to understand with these NXT talents and cut, these are not just wrestlers and shit. This is resources. People like Triple H and the trainers, they take their time to teach these people. And all that shit is going out the fucking door. Especially with Adam Cole. I'm pretty sure, like I said, Triple H and, and, and Shawn Michaels were training him to be like, yo, you're going to be the guy from NXT to make it to the main roster and, and fuck shit up. Mm. 
And now that's looking like that's not even happening. So if that's not happening, like really, what was like these past three or four years of NXT for? It was great wrestling. I'm not complaining about, but Triple H is like, yo, I put mad shit in this company and this dude, and he's walking out to the competition. Mm. Taking my shit, my knowledge. And my money, the herd. Like yes. Bar for bar. Taking the clicks knowledge. I know all of them was giving Adam Cole the tricks. And Adam Cole was like, all right, y'all, my contract is up. I'm not staying. I'm out. Yeah, it's gonna but, be interesting. But I think it's um I think with him too, and he his contract situation kind of helped out for the best because I think nope. he was able to look at like WWE and everything else that's out there and is like if I stay with WWE, are they really gonna push me? And right now wrestling outside of WWE is looking like it's the hottest it's been in a long time. In what way? I like think, every like business is booming for everybody. Yeah, I think somebody like Adam Cole, you gotta be like, yo, I'm gonna whoever I go to, you're gonna get a great deal. Like you're gonna get a fantastic deal. He he's not gonna get obviously the CM Punk deal, but he's he's attractive. He's an attractive awful right now. And, and he comes with weight. He like Chris, you watched him. He yeah, New Japan credentials, Ring of Honor credentials. So it's mm-hmm. not like. He's not like some fucking Joe Schmo going on the free agent market. Like this is some dude with some credibility. Um, and if it was the end of, because this definitely was the end of NXT. Adam Cole, great run. Oh yeah, his shirt. His shirt is on fucking clearance right now. Great run. Hmm. You know, now he he legit had a great run. And like I said, I know Triple H is like, come on, man. Literally everybody Triple H deemed to be like the successor at not didn't amount to nothing. And then we even talk about the person, his last person he deemed to be successor, turning into Super Shredder. Oh, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Merrill. Woo, Mr. Cross. Can't even bring his girl out. That was the Yo. final slap in Triple H's face. Adam Cole out the door and your last, prior to last NXT champion, we're going to dress him up in some fucking Pornhub kink shit. My man was looking like Johnny Sins was one of his aliases. <laughs> Yo, they said he was looking like Shao Kahn in um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yo, that was bad. <laughs> that shit was brutal. And it's like, why? Why? Like, literally, like, literally, like, why? They washing them, they dusting them off. This is like, honestly, you know what this reminds me of? Because it seems like he doesn't have people in his corner where he needs that. It's looking like an, a retelling of the Ascension right now. That That's a big stench. Like, <laughs> and then the way of saying, like, yo, we, we were, were kind of forced to bring this guy to TV, but he ain't shit. They we weren't forced. That was that was not my choice. They wanted him out there. They did. Then why are they portraying him like this? I don't know. There was just like, my man, you you acting real funny, Paul. About to burn one of your guys. Which who you got? Who you got? <laughs> I need that. I need a Mick Carter that can pretend that he's gonna be up in reality. He's going and, down. 
And this is the funny thing, though. Like, we had guys before Nakamura, Finn Bauer, you know, they was beloved in NXT. Mm-hmm. We all seen the video right now. They did not care that he was leaving. <laughs> they did not care Kramer Cross was leaving. They were like, yeah, leave. Like, we don't no, care. Cause what, you know what, Cross kind of honestly, Cross is like from this era's NXT, like the only person who really was smoking mirrors. Literally, yeah. anybody that's been in NXT for these past five, six years, all can legit go. I like I can never really been in like watch the NXT episode and like, oh, this dude doesn't really have it. I don't I haven't really seen it in Cross, and like most people have seen the same thing too, like smoke and mirrors. You take, like you say, you take the presentation, you take the music, you take the girl. What the fuck you got? You ain't got shit. You ain't got shit. That was the real shit Adam Cole said this year. Yo, for real. You know, and then now we also trying to find out, you know, see what, what's up with Adam Cole. Yeah, the dirt sheets today are funny ass shit. One report, Adam Cole still with WWE. Next report, his contract was up last night. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's going on, man. So just throwing shit to the wind. The story is basically like it's kind of what I've been hearing from some reliable sources that that his deal is technically up on Friday. Yeah, I, so he got like an extra week. Too. But That's you could the- kind of tell he was walking out the company because oh, NXT my- Takeover, he didn't get the send off. He got the finish, and they carried him off. Like, if you know, like, if you usually, like, leaving or, like, if they're going to portray, like, he's moving up, usually get, like, the clap and Adam Cole. Nobody, nobody Adam knows. Cole. Nobody knows. Yeah. You know, the word on the block is they're still trying to re-sign him. You know, other word on some other block is that he might be going to a Because that's the thing is with WWE, where is he going to make a major impact unless it's on Raw? And they're going to have to push him. Mm-hmm. Because he's not being Roman Reigns. SmackDown, he is not doing nothing on SmackDown at this stage of the game. A lot of people feel like he might just get lost in the shuffle. And I'm pretty sure he feels like that. So it's like, yo, I might as well go to Greener Pastures. Also, and I think it's the Twitch account. Because I know he has a big Twitch, and I'm pretty sure they was like, yo, if you come up, you got that, you got to go. So I don't know if he was willing to give that up. He was getting he was getting some of that, that up up down down money too. Mm. They just it's funny on Friday they just did they just did a collab with Uno, Xavier, him and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. They got their own like personalized Uno cards. Mm-hmm. But he did state that he's not giving up the Twitch account. That it's not happening. So we'll see. I think it'll be big because. Um, because obviously he goes to AEW, he's gonna be paired up with his girlfriend, and I and I'm a Triple H guy, so I'm a, I'm a sucker for for dominant male female type of wrestlers. And you remember Stephanie Men? She didn't even really wrestle that good. This might be even better than Triple H and Stephanie. But but, but yeah. Stephanie, but what Stephanie was with the champ though. Mm-hmm. What you mean? I mean, if Adam Cole gonna be that, he got to be the champ. You know, I I think they I don't think they're gonna hot shot him. I think they're actually gonna like let. I think if they're gonna do the pairing, I think that she's gonna be the champ first and longer before he even sniffs type gold. And I think that'd be kind of cool. Let let the boyfriend cheer on the girlfriend for once. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure Adam Cole will be cool with that. Like, if like okay, I could take a backseat a little bit, but if my star power can boost my girlfriend, that's dope. We and we have not seen that. They try to do it with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, but that was horrible. The man's man. Oh God. The man's man. I really want to scrap. But we it's gonna be exciting to see if Adam Cole lands on all elite. I know the elite. Young Bucks will be slapping themselves silly if they get their good old friend Adam Cole back. I mean, the fact that he was, he was kicked out of Bullet Club, so. It's history. But overall, a good weekend. Karrion Cross turned into fucking a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Looking at villain. the Shredder over here. Oh, we forgot <laughs> to mention on TakeOver, uh, 800... Oh, yeah, your ma- oh, no, Chris, talk about your match of the year. You you need to... Yes, match of the year. Match of the year. Ooh. Um, we already know it's... Uh, Walter killed it. He killed it. Ejaz, basically, he killed his chest. But dragging off Walter, that's my match of the year candidate. Yes. They were they were they were buzzing. Twitter was feeling it. Everybody was feeling it. Um, uh, some people was just giving this like five and three quarter stars. They were surpassing that five star match. Um, I gave it six stars myself. You know, just putting it out there. All the stars. This my Walter got two probably my top five fave matches this year. This match and the Chomper match. Y'all hear chopping chess? I, I, I haven't really, I didn't really watch too much of Walter when he was in um like progress and like over in his homeland. But his matches, they just feel different. Yeah, and I, and I, I love like it's a great change of pace, and that's what you need on like a, your card. You need a guy like that where his shit seems different than the rest. Like that shit was was bananas. My man is looking like a stud. I won't know what happens with Walter now, cause you know, UK, you know, he did all he could do over there. We don't know. I wasn't I, I know for a fact I wasn't expecting him to drop the title. Um once the promo was hyping up the days, I knew he was losing it. Yeah. No, sometimes you know, it doesn't always work out that No, way. but you know, once once you get to like a certain number of days and they kept on hyping it, I don't know what the, the streak was, but they kept well, on like la 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 It was yeah, a streak, but also like that this match was the first one that it got to be put out in an audience. Like that match was supposed to happen pre COVID. Then yeah. after COVID they had that match, which was fucking phenomenal. Yep. It was like it the crowd. Was, they really wanted to put this in front of a, a really big crowd. Yeah. Um, the moment that they said they was doing the crowd, I knew that the title was going to change hands. They're like, "Ooh, this is this is happening." And I knew when Kyle, shout out to Kylie Ray, she also just made her appearance on NXT tonight. Mm-hmm. I knew when she lost and she had her big reign. I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be like a change in the guard." It's time to shake things up. <laughs> nah, things definitely got shook up for real. And then, um, trying to think, we got um, but overall the weekend was lit. I think this probably one of the best, one of the best weekends in wrestling I can remember in a long time. 
It definitely was the most active. It reminds me of remember um two years ago, Chris, when they did um Mania at Mania Thirty Five in the city. Yeah. Like the, it hasn't been that active wrestling wise, just because they even I heard there was a Ring of Honor and Impact pay per view this week too. I didn't know about that. That got buried on the. I don't know why. I heard they did that on. Like yo, speaking about Impact, your boy might be tuning in. Right. I think I might be tuning into Impact. I, I like, I kind of like what they're doing. They're doing some good shit out there. Because the thing is, I never, I really, because also with the insulting of the intelligence and then the Hogan and Bischoff, like it kind of drove me away. But one thing I really never really watched Impact for is because it did at a certain time feel like it didn't matter. There's the and I remember, I remember when Austin Aries was the champ, and I was like, does anybody care? No. Like you go to somebody like Austin Aries a TNA champion, they be like, "Who and who? 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 Who?" And I'm pretty sure some people might do that to like WWE, but they at least know who WWE is. They're like, "Oh shit, okay, Roman WWE champ. All right, I don't know." But I was like, "Why watch Impact? It has no significance. It didn't feel connected to any wrestling. You know what I mean? It really felt like its own island." But now we're like. The synergy. I think I might be tuning in, and I kind of like their young talent that they have. And I think Impact. I might be tuning in going going forward. Thursday nights. Get that pop. Get your pop off. Get off. Um. Oh, yeah, we want to talk about um. We went from SummerSlam and over here in New York City, we got Summer Jam. Oh. And one thing about Summer Jam, it always rains. Always. Terrible. And then this year, they pushed it back to the rain. The rain followed. That's how it always is. Like, this wasn't even an original date. This is the the rescheduled date. And the rain was like, oh, y'all thought you got rid of me? I bet we coming even harder. Y'all thought y'all had one. (laughs) Like, this motherfucker's spitting. (laughs) <laughs> Motherfuckers is resting their lives over a boogie concert. I, I couldn't even tell you who was even going to show up. Like, I, this was probably one of the like the few summer jams that I'm like, I gave no shits about. I didn't I really know, know who the card was really popping. I didn't, I didn't know, know shit was an event until this shit was trending. I didn't even know summer jam was happening. Yeah. This was right. This is like the most quietest summer jam in New York City history. Yeah, because it always happens like the first week of June. Yeah. Had it in August now. It's like, come on. Summer's over. <laughs> summer's I was like, over. I was like, I didn't even know who was who was performing. Well, it wasn't Roddy Rebel and Bobby because I heard they get their mics got cut off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then before we, I wanted to bring up the subject, um, heels on stars. If anybody is listening and you haven't watched it yet, uh, great show. I don't know. You guys haven't watched any episodes, right? I actually tried watching the first one. I didn't get a chance to, to finish it entirely. Yeah, I got You know, Chris Mel, uh, Stephen Mel doing his thing. Yeah, I got to catch that tonight. I got to catch the first two episodes. Like yeah. for uh, for me, I I think it's dope because what this um show does. I don't know if there's been a lot of wrestling shows to do it, but it, it pulls back the curtain a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And it also kind of gives casual people kind of the view of wrestling of what it really is. Because they openly talk about scripts. They show the boys practicing with each other. They show them going over, like, the card. So, you know, like, somebody who doesn't really watch wrestling, like, oh, shit, this is how this shit is. This is how it gets done. And I love, like, the dynamics of the two characters of Stephen Amell's character, who's supposed to be the heel, but it's kind of face in life. And then the brother, who's kind of a dick and a heel in life, but a face in the ring. So I kind of like that, um... Mm like that power play that they use and it's a really cool show i just watched that second episode before coming in so um give us your thoughts guys if you watched it yeah i know cm punk's supposed to be coming up soon one episode. oh he's coming next week yeah how how, how funny <laughs> timing is that that's some great timing right there that shit will be plugged on dynamite on wednesday tomorrow night my man p was like no he's easy i got him he's in next week i know the scoop like, if you don't want to see more of my pretty face, I'll be on Sunday on Stars as Ricky Rabies. Hey. Because Punk is back, motherfuckers. But this is a great episode, y'all. This is... We came with the fire with this one. I felt it. So I hope came you guys the- enjoyed it. Big things are moving. Go Home Show. It's coming soon. I'll, I'll be at Arthur Ash. I told the boys. See if they can grab tickets. I'll be at AEW show in Queens. So... We're coming out, y'all. We're making our way back in the world. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. Faces fast. And I don't <laughs> Killed it. Another episode down in the books. We're going in 47. Yeah. So Still counting.